0: Welcome to The Learning Project Network, where we learn through stories to make a change. The Learning Project Network, an organization dedicated to social justice issues. We are dedicated to learning about issues that impact children, families, and communities to help start conversations that lead to solutions. We believe that through storytelling and peer support, individuals can better understand how experiences lead to outcomes. Project, you guys! I am so excited about our podcast series today. You guys know I have been on a hunt for amazing doulas to come and talk and educate us about what are the benefits of having a doula. What should we know about our bodies? How can we make a difference in the communities that we serve? So today we have. Dolce here with us. You guys, I found her on Instagram. I am a stalker, you already know. I'm like looking through everybody's Instagram page. And then I literally found Dolce and I love her content and it just really spoke to me. And I felt like her voice needed to be heard and needed to be visible and so that people can connect with her. Um, So welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so happy that we collide in this world of Instagram.
0: There's so
1: much information that we need to share
0: with all women around the world absolutely absolutely so you guys i'm gonna give you a couple of fun facts here if you see me looking over to the side you guys know i always have like my extra um, screens and all that good stuff so maternity leave let's talk about it um there is a fun fact here actually it's not really fun at all to be completely honest <laughs> um in the united states you can get up to 12 weeks of unpaid um maternity leave finland you get 161 weeks of paid maternity leave Germany, you get 80 or excuse me, 58 weeks of paid uh, maternity leave. Japan, you get 58 weeks of paid maternity leave. Canada, you get 52 uh, weeks of paid maternity leave. And Ireland, you get 26 weeks of paid maternity leave. This is something that really resonated with me because I just had a baby and she is five uh, months. And my husband got 12 weeks off of paid vacate, of uh, paid maternity leave to be with me. But it was through his company because they are a larger company. So that was the key fact for me that really made me realize like everybody doesn't have this luxury. Everybody does not have um, this kind of of, of, of option. So we're going to be diving into that today um, and it's a piece of our um, podcast series. But Dolce, please introduce yourself and tell us about your doula practice and everything you do, because you do so much.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, so my name is Dolce Dulce. I'm from Mexico originally. I was born there and I left, I studied there. Uh, and I, stu- I, I decided to become a doula and a perinatal educator because with my first baby, I was one of my dreams, it was to become a mom. And I was always dreaming to have a, a water birth, a natural birth. I took my prenatal classes, I read all the books that I had near, nearby. And at some point, I said, okay, I'm, I'm ready and it ended up as a in a c-section i was separated from my boy uh, for 13 hours uh, which caused me a postpartum depression the fact that i couldn't accomplish my dream and yeah. the fact that i was separated from my baby even when everything and everyone was healthy caused me that part that something was broken so yeah. I got this depression and in order to get answers and get out of this depression I was looking in internet I found a forum beautiful forum from Spain and I met beautiful doulas there and they invited me to, to go to a congress to a, like a worldwide uh, gathering from uh, different uh, midwives yeah which I attended and I realized that my birth, could be uh, a natural birth. It's just that the obese didn't know how to manage the position of my baby.
2: Wow. So
1: that was like, a, wow, exactly. Like my my body didn't fail me. I could have delivered my baby as I, I wanted. Yeah. It's just that the, um, the the skills that the doctors didn't have didn't yeah. allow that. So yeah. I, at that moment, I decided, to become a doula and a perinatal educator. Because I said, mm-hmm. I don't want other women yep. to have the same experience as I did. I want to help them. I want to share all this information. And I want to, like I was drawn, it was kind of a goal. Because originally I'm a graphic designer. I, want, I work in the advertising business for many years. But mm-hmm. that was a goal that I had. And I wanted to, to focus on that. I said, I want to, Um, Surrend my life Or my mission of life To accompany and walk this woman Through this huge Experience of becoming a mom
0: Uh Oh my word I love your story Mm. So much Because so many times People are like Why did this happen to me And how can I even take this story And what I'm doing And what I've gone through To a broader network of individuals So they know that they're not alone Exactly. it that's the part that's so ironic to me about labor delivery pregnancy loss so many of us go through it but it's the one thing we don't talk about we do not say like hey you know this happened to me or hey that happened to me and sometimes you know it's a place you know people just don't feel that place to kind of talk about it because it's not a place of healed, healed space quite yet so I get that but yeah
1: yeah, and, the, and the fact, and the fact that we live—that we were talking about last time that we were talking—the fact that we live in a society that expect us to be happy after having a baby and yes. grateful because we had a C-section even when we could have a natural birth. Yep. I—I um, I, I was receiving all these comments like, "You shouldn't be sad. You should have been grateful. You have a healthy baby and you are healthy. You—you you don't have the right to be." sad or 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 upset yeah yeah instead of supporting the all the the journey of transformation that a woman has after the birth it's not only that you couldn't accomplish the the birth of your dreams let's say that that would be the least of the the priorities but the the whole process the the changes of hormones yeah takes you to a like a roller coaster of emotions
0: yes but as you
1: said no one should be alone through that
0: yeah no one and you you said something really profound to me when you were talking about this and you guys the reason why it's so eye-opening for me is because where i'm at in my journey so when i had my daughter Jalea, i was planning on having a water birth and i just pictured myself having being at home with family having certain smells and lighting and just this home was going to be so much more than what I thought it was going to be once I had my daughter in the house. And they were like, no, you can't have a home birth because she has cysts on her right lung. She, we don't know what this is going to look like. She might need intervention immediately. We're not sure. So I immediately became high risk. I immediately um, had to ixnay that. Then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to a birthing center. And they were like, yeah. If she has this, this is so rare. What she has, we can't. We're not prepared to actually deal with any of this. Mm-hmm. And so then I was right back at the hospital. And I was like, I do not want to be at the hospital. Um, I know there are great people that work at the hospital. And for me, luckily, I had a good team. Um, but. I think part of it was because my husband works at the hospital and he knew a lot of the people. So that made a whole different situation as well. Um, And so when I had my daughter, I ended up having a C-section. I had a birth for over like 30 hours. Like I was like literally thinking like, oh, it's gonna happen. But my contractions, I wasn't feeling them. I thought I was doing so good. I was in the tub, I was moving. But towards the end, I just got Hmm. stuck for some reason. And I ended up getting a C-section. And I remember coming out of the C-section and just being, what just happened? Like, everything happened so fast. Um, And then I remember coming home and sitting in my room and just crying. Because I was like, I wanted to have (laughs) a natural birth. And I felt like everything was taken away from me, um, from like how I had my daughter to, you know, all of the options and the story and this narrative I had told myself about how my birth was going to be. And now it's in a whole different place. Granted, same thing. People were like, you're healthy, the baby's healthy, you should be happy, you should be fine. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't fine. And there wasn't space for me Mm -hmm. to share that and to express that feeling. Um, And it wasn't until my doula told me like, this is really normal. Then I was like, really? And they were like, she was like, yes, it is very normal for you to feel the way you feel. Mm -hmm. And so when you talked about your story and how that happened to you, like that is just something that I I also experienced and a lot of people don't talk about it and how it really impacts you. Yes, yes.
1: So so many women and and I started to talk with many women how are how was their experience and and everybody every woman loves to talk about their birth experience i yeah. don't know it's, it's like a huge uh, experience for all of us right yes and uh i want my mission is to help them to have a positive experience because mm-hmm. if this is the story that we will tell our kids
2: mm-hmm.
1: when they ask mom how was my birth i yeah. want to give her a, a beautiful story not a, a, a scary story, right? That yeah. especially for women, our daughters, mm-hmm. we don't want them to be scared to have babies. It has It's yeah. a beautiful um, experience that we should protect everything yeah. around. So yeah. the fact that in the whole world, I also um, uh, want to share how is uh, the differences in different countries, different continents, mm-hmm. how they are treating the birth, and I can see that is most affected on the economy. Mm. Every country has priorities and some countries, they understand that if they protect the nuclear family or the beginning of a family, their citizens will be well equipped to la- to live a, a balanced life, a balanced life, and also the economy will be all good. But some other countries that they focus on all the uh, their development in in the money, in mm. capitalism, mm. that they don't care anything about uh, family. But you have to produce. You have to come back to to work as soon as possible. Otherwise, you won't get paid.
0: Wow. Oh, we Dolce, you have got to stop right there. You guys, if you did not hear that, rewind that back. There's a lot of people that have businesses, organizations. What Dolce just said was so key. Oh, please keep going. That that was awesome. So
1: was when so awesome. when we when uh, in some places, for example, in Europe, there's so many countries, as you mentioned before, yeah. where, first of all, they understand the importance to have a natural birth over a C-section. Mm-hmm. They understand that a C-section is only used when it's uh, an, an emergency. emergency.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> then an OB should attend or assist uh, uh, births only when it's a high-risk pregnancy. Yeah. Only. But usually the norm is to have a midwife mm-hmm. and the norm is to have your birth at home. Uh-huh. Okay. If you are healthy, the baby is healthy, there's no uh, other issue. Yeah. There's no uh, reason to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, you mentioned as well, how long you have in, in maternity leave there yeah. is where as i mentioned before those countries like iceland mm-hmm. um the netherlands uh-huh, um that they give the longest periods of maternity leave wow. those countries understand that being with your child the first at least the first seven years would be the ideal right yeah. but the maximum that they can give you is like three years which is great yeah the, the fact that you as a family can have that time without pressure of being uh, working or or bringing food to your table yeah. right because you know that the government is supporting you and then you can focus on uh build the foundation of your family uh-huh. build a solid foundation for your family the first three yeah. years are are uh are paramount for uh yes. baby's development uh-huh. yes and also for us how many couples br- uh, break up yep. after the baby yep. is born right yes yes because they are not ready it's too much and not, and not because they didn't t- they didn't take prenatal classes or they didn't uh, No, it's Per se is already a huge Absolutely. load of, of a burden for uh, for them, right? They yes. they shouldn't be alone. They need. They say there's a, an African proverb that says, "It takes a village
0: yes. to, to raise
1: a kid," right? Yes. So yes. if you don't have that support, how how you can expect to to continue and 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 survive a relationship full of challenges? <sighs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Dolce, let me tell you, I have been talking about so much of what you've been talking about over the last couple segments because we are not taking childbirth serious. We are not taking parenting and and, and bonding really serious we have all of these theories we have all of these ideals but are we really saying like hey we understand this and we're going to implement this in the fullest you know um immediately when we talk about paid maternity leave or we talk about a longer maternity leave people are like I can't keep that person's job that long or you know who's going to pay for this or who's going to pay for that we are paying for things that are happening um Regardless, um, there was a young lady that just, this just recently happened. You guys know I like to come with like small like news breaks. Um, There's a young lady that just took her life um, because she felt like mothering and being a single mother was too much and she just couldn't do it. And she killed herself. And she now this little boy is left um, with no mother because she was like alone. And she didn't have to be alone. Where are the options for people to have doulas, full spectrum doulas, postpartum doulas, all of these different options for resources other than go see a counselor that you might talk to once a week. Sometimes you don't open up to them. Sometimes that counselor is not coming into your home so they can actually see what's going on in your home and in your environment. And exactly what you were talking about, people need to know that they are supported as an individual. If you have a child, you will be supported by your community. And this is not just talking about, you know, some people maybe think like, are you saying like everybody needs to be on welfare? No, when you are a woman having a child, you come to a point in your life where you're like, I have to choose. And I kind of felt this way when I had my daughter because I am such a go-getter, I'm career driven career oriented i'm like i i felt like i had to choose like either my daughter or my career you know and i was so depressed and so upset that i had i was feeling this way and i had to get to a point dolce where i was like you know what i'm choosing both because i love what i do and i'm going to do my do what i love but i'm also going to be there for my daughter and if there's a meeting or two that i have to take her with me i'm gonna do that because that's what's most important for me that's what's most important for her is her to be with me at this time. Um, and you know, I work on certain days and certain days I don't work, um, and because I need to be, put my full attention to her and let her know she's important. But so many people don't have that that plan. And we planned this for a long time because we dealt we dealt with infertility for seven over seven years, so we had a lot more wiggle room, of course, than other people. But um, man, what you said is so true um there's not enough support in us actually seeing women and birthing people taking that step of having a child and understanding all of the hormones and everything that's happening to their body Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and and it's also important that uh, understand that we live in a man-oriented world Mm. right and they expect us to behave as a man like Hmm. you have to be they, they have uh, manipulated this concept of, uh, you want to be a free woman, then you have to have your, uh, your career, your business, you have to yes. be independent financially, yes. and you also, yes. you have to get your house beautiful, and you have to be an impeccable mom. Yep. You have to do everything.
0: Everything, right?
1: yeah. way more work than we used to have when we just were only women
0: yeah right yeah the
1: thing is that we shouldn't fall in that trap yes Mm -hmm. that we have to understand that becoming a mother requires us to be in our feminine energy yes okay yeah and yeah Yeah. knowing that is our right to have that support Mm -hmm. i know that we live in that that uh, world when when you don't work you don't eat yes many women don't have that luxury to say okay I won't I won't work because I want to stay with my my baby Hmm. then we have to look for who will be our support your net of support right you have to look for people who you trust that they say that one woman and I understand for that woman that uh, took her life. They hmm. say that it's too much work for only one woman to look after one baby. Huh? Wow. They shouldn't be alone. But two women together, they can look after up to 10 kids. Yes. Why? Because they are helping each other. Okay? Yes. They are not alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is what we need to look. First, the idea will be let's change the the law and ask for our rights as women as as pillars of a family Uh so the government will support us but in the meantime you need to look and create your net uh, your support net to see it could be your mother who can look after your baby if you have to come back to to work someone or a daycare or, or whoever you trust But it has to be someone that you know that will nurture your baby in that care that they need while you are away. And then when you come back, you need to be present with your baby. Your Mm. baby needs your presence.
0: Let's, let's, I I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you done or or were you you done? Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you guys, I, I want you to process what she just said, Dolce, because Let me tell you, um, I keep talking about this book called The Fourth Trimester. And literally what you talked about being in that feminine energy, there's been such a stigma of like, if you're in the feminine energy, that's, you know, a bad thing. You've got to be able to do both. You've got to be able to do all this stuff. You have to be like Superman. You can't do that. And that is something that I really have seen so many women battle with. Is that we are, that space is so sacred, that time after having a child. And everybody is going to need something different. Um, Some women, they're going to be, they're not gonna show any signs of anything. They're perfectly fine, they're happy. But there are other women that are gonna have these ups and downs and they need support. And there's gonna be some women that are just gonna be crashing and they're going to need some help. And what does that look like? And how do we work together as a collective whole, as women and say, you know what, we want to support you as you go forth and, you know, um, have this little one and you are healing and you are resting. Um, I just finished a course and it was talking about the importance of rest and the importance of sleep for a person that just had a child and just had this traumatic situation just happen whether it be natural birth or c-section or unexpected things like happening those pieces really play a huge part in your body your mind your soul your spirit and one of the things that you just said that I really want people to think about is you said learning to be present with your child um in like your professional opinion like why is that so hard for women to do um after having a baby again because And what can we do about it?
1: Yeah, because we have those expectations, right? That we want to perform as everybody is expecting from us. Mm-hmm. We, want, we have that false image that we have to be happy and super uh, recovered after the birth and I'm ready to work and I'm ready to do everything that I used to, wo- to do before becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, recovering myself and taking, taking care of my baby, mm-hmm. which is it's not, it's not a realistic expectation. Yeah. And that's the thing that I I want them to understand that don't bite mm. that bull because yeah. <laughs> that bullet because <laughs> uh, because uh, it's a it's a lie. We were mm. talking about the feminine and the masculine energy. We need to understand when to use the masculine energy and when the feminine. When mm. we are uh, mothering our baby, it's all about the feminine. We have to um, stay as much time as possible that we can have with our baby becoming a, a woman yeah. and to the feminine energy. Yeah. And don't feel that you're a, a lazy woman or yes. a, a productive woman because you're only resting and lay down with your baby. Yeah. even when you are there you're working so hard because you're nurturing yeah. the yeah. baby the new life your your yeah. body is producing still working mm-hmm. producing the milk the 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 closeness that your baby needs your the touch that your baby needs mm. you are working so yeah. even when this, you're not having money out yeah. of it yeah. because that's the, that's the, the biggest belief if I, I'm not making money, then I'm not doing anything. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we go to work and we are in the office or whatever we do for work, then uh, wear your masculine uh, clothes, right? Yes. There you yes. can be a, a man, a masculine, yes. and lead and, and push and, and whatever you have to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you are at home, you are a feminine mm-hmm. energy. The yeah. one that will nurture your baby, As I said, presence is forget about uh, cell phones, computer, music, Uh Know that it's kind of the whole world around you disappears and your baby needs to be seen. The baby doesn't care if you are there 24 hours with him or her Uh or two hours a day
2: Uh as long
1: as this time is a quality time. Knowing that he or she is connecting with you, yeah, uh-huh. you are hugging them, carrying them. There's so many things that our, our culture have uh, sold us that say, Don't carry your baby, yes, with your baby in a different uh, bedroom, right? Yes. Don't sleep with your baby because yes. you just spoil them, huh? Which the baby needs all this closeness and, and attachment to become uh more independent wow. earlier wow when, when we try to separate the baby from us mm-hmm. thinking that this way they will be more independent mm-hmm. we're doing the opposite because their need is to be with their mom this is a natural and, and genuine uh, uh, need yeah. and when you deny that need they need it more they don't want to let you go because they don't know when you will come back instead of telling the baby don't worry when mm-hmm. i come back i'll be here with you and this mm. will be our time so the baby will know eventually they will un- understand okay right now i'm here with my my granny or the daycare lady mm-hmm. but when i come with my mom i know this is my time and it will be enough for the next day to to wait for her
0: wow oh man that was so beautiful don't tell you, like i don't I don't even know where to begin with that. And I don't know if it's just because like, where I'm at, it resonates with me so much because that is the message we get as mothers is don't pick up your baby too much. You'll spoil the baby. Don't do this because you're gonna spoil the baby. They're so worried about this baby being spoiled, right? Mm -hmm. And they're so worried about us giving them too much love. Um, And something I had talked to another A person about, we were talking about how history plays a huge part in a lot of BIPOC people, meaning that because of slavery, one of the reasons why they didn't want you to pick the child up too much or to hug the child too much is because they were worried about the child being too sensitive or soft or, you know, being um, in a place of being targeted um, in such a dangerous time a history right Mm -hmm. and this ideal and these processes have been passed down and they really have to be broken generation by generation Mm -hmm. and saying that hey you know what you can hold your baby it's okay this baby is going to be just as strong as another baby will be and you're going to give them all the love and all the care and all the information and all the support they need. And it's amazing how history passes down and it impacts a group of people, it impacts that mother and how they feel like they can bond or should bond with that child, you know? Um, And it's something that I continually have to question myself about in my practices that I do, okay, is this, Is something that I need to do? Or is this something that I was told to do? And do I feel like it's the right thing to do? And being okay with me saying, I trust my intuition and I trust myself to know what my baby needs. And that takes time. You know, when she first came home, like I was like freaking out because I couldn't tell the difference between when she was like crying because she was tired and crying when she was hungry. Like, I'm like, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and
0: my husband would be like Stephanie, like she's hungry, babe. It's been a couple hours. Let's get her nursing. And like, thank God he was there because my brain was all over the place. But that's a real thing for so many people. And We don't think about how history has played a part in how we nurture our children.
1: Yeah. At some point, the system uh, took over the care of the pregnancy, and they, they make us believe, made us believe that we couldn't give birth Mm. on on our own, that we don't know what is best for our bodies and our babies, so we have to be rescued for this imminent, uh, risky uh, birth, right? Mm -hmm. So, they at saying that, they are taking that power from us. Mm -hmm. They are taking that right of decision that we used to have and we have to recover. Mm -hmm. And they say also that uh, energetically, uh, you know that our we were in our grandmother's belly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we are carrying yes. the energy not only from our mother but also from our grandmother. Uh-huh. So we have to clean up from our generation onwards. So we we have to right now whatever we do with with our births with our daughters we are doing it for our granddaughters as well. So it's it's like uh, uh, to clean up all those years of abuse and and fear we have to keep working on say no this is our right. This we have to be respected on how we want to have to, to give birth. And, and even if I'm in the hospital, this is what I want. And you guys, you don't have the power over my body. Huh? Unless I'm dying, yes, do your job. Otherwise, I will choose what position I want. I will choose if I want a epidural or not. I will choose, I will choose, I will choose because it's my body.
0: Ugh. Y'all, if you're not watching the video right now, I am like losing my mind. I love this. dote. like this is what we need. We need people to help us reclaim our power. And part of that is reclaiming the past, healing from the past, understanding the past, understanding your mother's history, understanding your history, understanding sometimes even your great-great-grandmother's history. What has happened that's transformed transported all the way to the present and that's the thing that people try to say like oh don't worry about history we don't need to worry about history history can that generational trauma it passes down from person to person to person and let me tell you there was a part in my journey where I came to this revelation um my nutritionist her name is um uh Darnell uh Barlow, she came to me and she said, you've got to heal from all of your miscarriages, um, ancestral. ancestral stuff. All I mean, she brought that thing to me. And when I started getting in tune with that healing and working intentionally with that, that would, to me, was the key of my body just releasing. Like it could not hold anything more um, and I just like, I I just felt like I was breaking. And what got me was, so my dad, this is so side note y'all, but this is a little history of my family. So my dad's mother died when she was 30. She was in a car accident, she died. And. My dad was like, you know, one of her dreams was to always see her grandchildren. Like she always wanted to see that she would always talk about she hopes she live long enough to see her grandchildren. And of course that was not that was not her, that was not the journey that she, that that came about. My dad gets sick when I'm working full time. I'm working crazy hours and stressed out all the time and just like I'm so dedicated to the work that I'm doing and I love the work that I that I that I um that I was doing and I chose the energy and the, the the level of excellence I felt like I needed to put towards my work. My dad gets sick he's about to die and he was like I um he was like I just you know I want to let you know what's going on I'm really sick you know, he's hospitalized, we can't get to him because of COVID. Um, No one knows what's going on. I remember going home and crying in my husband's arms. And I was like, I do not want my dad to leave this earth without seeing his grandchild. And I was like, at that moment, I knew I had to take dramatic changes in my life to make this thing come forth. And I was like, I was ready to, you know, manifest what I had been wanting in a whole different level than way before and take my healing really serious, take my body really serious, my eating really serious and not like um, the stressful, the way I used to do to do like all my practices and rituals, as I said um, before, but I was like, you know what? This is for me. This is for my body. This is for my mind. This is for my soul. This is for my spirit. Like I have to stop. Um, carrying all of this. And that was a hard revelation to get to.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's so great that you took uh, ownership of your own uh, health, your own dreams, your own project to, to heal also your family, right? Yeah. I can also share with you that um, in my family, my grandmother was one generation that everybody was born in, in at home natural birth of course with midwives and then my mother was like completely turning to the medical system and say no everybody has to have a c-section and she influenced she was a huge influence in all my uh, aunts and my cousins when they were having babies uh-huh. all of them were pushed to have a c-section like don't worry don't wait until a natural birth come just go just plan or program your your c-section wow and i was like no i don't want that i don't want that being the 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 daughter right like she was like of course if everybody has had a c-section you must have a c-section right yeah yeah and i was the like the black sheep and i said no i don't want to and then as i said i had this uh, c-section and then i became a doula and prenatal Dula and prenatal educator uh-huh. and then i moved to canada and then i say not having the direct influence from my mother mm-hmm. pushing me to have another c-section because they, they say it as well right yeah if you had a yeah. c-section then the rest yes. will be also yes. c-section and i said no way the second baby will have the, the birth as i dreamt i mm. will be ready for that So knowing all what I knew at that time, I looked for the best midwife. I looked for the best uh, 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 team to support me. Mm -hmm. And then I had to come back to to Mexico where my midwife was. And I had the most beautiful and healing uh, birth at home, water birth. That also was a breakthrough or like a huge change in my in my family because they were witnessing, even my, my mother was in the birth, lo- wow. looking at me without any painkiller, listening to my body, connected with my body. Yeah. And she was freaked out saying, Oh, it's so dangerous to have a baby at home. Wow. And she was pushing me at some point before the birth. I told her, Mommy, I love you so much, but if you won't support my dream and my project, yeah. I'd rather you stay away. Yeah. Because you don't have the right yeah. to spread this fear in me mm. in this moment. Uh-huh. I need only the people who will support me. And she said, Okay, okay, I, I will deal with my fear and I won't, I won't share that with you. She was there, my sister was there. And after that, the concept in the family of having a c section they said, No, you know what? Go for a natural birth. Wow. And, and I'm so grateful and Mm. so humble to say yes we are doing this change in our life but you must stand up for those beliefs that you have no matter what and even if you have to face the the family which is the most difficult people to face right because we are emotionally attached to them yeah when you uh do that then you're ready to go for your dream as as you did with your with your Mm friends
0: oh man this is so deep y'all i don't know about y'all but this is feeding my soul my mind my spirit i don't know who needs to hear this like if you know somebody that needs to hear this or you're the person that needs to hear this share it with other people so that they can find that healing and find that connection and what they're going through because so many times people again feel like they're alone and they have these ideals that really are not conventional or they are like no one else is thinking this or i'm thinking the wrong things therefore i'm wrong i don't need to trust my body i don't know my body the way the doctors know my body these are the stories and the lies that we're constantly told and then it really creates this mistrust between your body and yourself like you don't know who you are and, that te- and we're actually taught this at a very young age, you know, um, as just little girls, you know, don't listen to your body or you're being extra or you're crying for no reason. Like, you don't know, you know, this is how you're feeling. This is how you should be feeling. And those things impact how we actually are able to navigate our own advocacy mm-hmm. and our own understanding of our body in the future. It's yeah. just, oh man
1: being this a is woman good. is a beautiful thing we have to celebrate being a woman and we have to honor our own nature yes. we have to make the world understand that being a woman is a, is a, is is amazing and the world needs those women mm. the world needs those those women right mm. so um let's regain that power it's uh it's the basics i think oh my
0: gosh you guys if you don't know now you know dolce just told you reclaim that power okay reclaim that power Dolce. i know you prepared some stuff for us today like four tips today what what are those um not tips but just some things that you wanted to share with us today like what are some things, we probably covered some of them maybe, I don't know, but yep. like, what are those things that you felt like we didn't go over that you were like, I really want to share this with our listeners?
1: Well, just to look around uh, the the whole world, what is happening in, the, in, in other countries that is not happening in my community? And what can I do to make that change? And I, as, as we mentioned, uh, in some other in some other countries that they have more time and, and the government supports that. I think this is the the biggest goal, right And that will yeah. take so much effort from so many women that get together and say, hey, I need this because mm-hmm. it's important and it, mm-hmm. it's a movement that we have to to start, right Yeah, yeah. but we can start from from home. We can mm-hmm. start from home that okay, Right now, I cannot change the whole world, but I can change my my world, my my home and by uh, seeing what are my rights and choosing when I go to the prenatal uh, visits to checkups, I need to ask, I need to make questions because I don't have to go forget about that. a position of being like an obedient lady that accepts everything yeah. that they say. No. Yeah. What will happen when my baby is, is born? I want my baby be here with me and not separated from me. Mm-hmm. I want that you guys don't cl- uh, clamp the cord because it's important for my baby to continue having this uh, blood uh, uh, flow. Yeah. Yeah. Flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to cut my, my uh, vagina. Mm-hmm. Right to have mm-hmm. this episiotomy, you have the right to ask all those questions and mm-hmm. say no, huh? And say no. You can start from there, and then second, you can check what who will be your support system. Yeah, you need someone that visited you after the birth. If you have to come back to work, who will take care of your baby? Someone that you trust, huh? Yeah and think about building a community you cannot raise that baby alone mm. you you shouldn't uh-huh. yeah so think about a group of people that can help you that you can trust and you can leave your baby with if you need to work i think with that will be a good start to make a change
0: wow oh mm-hmm. i i <sighs> this is like so healing for me i don't know about y'all because <laughs> don't like you keep bringing up these really soft spots like in my heart that i don't even know like i don't feel like we've had a full conversations about them on our podcast and so many of us don't know what we need until we hear it and i think that's something that's really important about reflections um about talking about your birth talking about things that you're not even sure like what you're feeling and where you're going um because people can help draw what you're actually experiencing out um and be able to help you find that connection Um, what's the one thing that you want people to know about getting a doula and how do they really support your mind, body, soul, and spirit as a new or um, existing mother?
1: Mm -hmm. I think um, the figure of a doula represents all those mothers and women that we used to have in the old times when and uh, mo- uh, women get together while having a baby and all the aunts and cousins and, and mothers and grandmothers were together helping this m- new mom, right? Yeah. And there were so many rituals to, like rite of passage ceremonies that, okay, you are becoming a new mother, you are escalating another position in the, uh, the hierarchy of, of women, right? And this is something that we have to regain or recover saying that is having a baby is not only having a baby I'm becoming a new person I'm, I'm giving birth a new me uh-huh. so wow. having a doula I, will help me if I don't have all these uh, women around me to at least knowing that I'm not alone that this is something that I have to be supported with and that someone that knows what to do and she will be your um how you call this a uh, little cricket of yes, yes a little
0: cricket in your ear yes. yeah yeah.
1: That, that will tell you in your ear hey do this ask this don't accept this uh-huh she will be your guardian angel while being at uh at, at birth especially if you go to the hospital yeah it's a huge difference yes. in knowing that you're alone and you don't know what they are telling you because you don't understand all the terms, right? And the only thing that you can say is yes, yes. But so many things that you said, why, why they are they doing this to me? It hurts, mm-hmm. right? If you have someone advocating for you on your side, mm-hmm. she will tell you, no, don't accept this. And then mm-hmm. you said okay, no. She will give you that supporting that vulnerable time wow. that you are going through. So it's uh, try... If you cannot get a doula, look for someone, another woman who has been in a hospital birth and can tell you, talk with her before or read. There's so many really good books that you can read. And I think it's our um, uh, responsibility to be informed. We cannot say, oh no, I didn't know. Well, you didn't know because you didn't research. Because the information yeah. is there. Yeah. It and is. we cannot claim ourselves like victims when we have all the information and
0: the tools. Ooh. In our hands. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Y'all, this is this part of our podcast is not just for you, but it's for so many others. That's why it's important for us to take time to reflect on what we've gone through within our bodies because it allows us to empower someone else and support someone else. You know, and I've even taken it a step forward and said, listen, if you have sons and you have brothers and nephews, start talking about birth around them. Because sometimes their their significant other, they may never know about a doula or how birth works. But Mm -hmm. let me tell you, if you empower them, they're gonna empower the person that they're with during that process and be able to say, no, you know what, we can get somebody to come in and help us and we can have this person direct us in this way or work with us in that way. And then even for them to really understand what is what. There was an interesting conversation my husband had with one of his coworkers and he was, he told him that, you know, my wife is in the hospital, she's getting ready to have a baby. And he tells him, he says, you make sure she knows that she can birth whatever way she wants they're going to tell her that she can't do it but she can that was Mm mind-blowing like for him to be like hey i just went through this with my wife and i want you to know that you can do this and you remind her that she can do this and you advocate for her like if we have more people in that space and in that room supporting and advocating for that mother or that birthing person, man, I'm telling you, it is key. It mm-hmm. is key, it is empowering and it makes that person feel seen mm-hmm. and and heard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, completely. And we can talk in another session about the uh, obstetric violence that you can have if you don't know what to ask, what are your rights, and wow. if you don't know to say no right in, in during your birth yes and there's so many the, the, oh. the doc, doctors know when a woman is prepared when yeah. a woman knows yeah and they say okay we cannot we have to listen to her right yeah yeah but when they don't ask anything they say okay this one will be f- easy right for me i can right. do whatever i want right. Right? right and they don't even ask permission to to anything Mm -mm. So we must be those women that they say, oh, my, she's coming.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's coming.
1: We have to honor her and we have to respect whatever she she says.
0: Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times people don't understand that incidents happen because people don't know what is actually going on. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember when I realized that my doctor that I was meeting with was not going to deliver my baby possibly. Like there was a team of doctors that were going to deliver the baby. And I'm like, this person doesn't even know me. Like it was stressing me out. And it took me a like my doula had to like really talk me through it. Like. We don't know who's going to deliver your baby, but you know who will be there. And I'm like, "Who?" She goes, "I will
1: be there." Exactly. I will that be. be you.
0: You're I'm going there. to be there for you. Don't worry. Jason will be there for you. Mm-hmm. And there was a part in my labor like she and I was just she and I in the room for a while cuz my husband had was right in the middle of work and he couldn't like he works for the hospital so he had to put some things up to make sure the hospital worked right? So he was like, "I can't leave right now." And I'm like, "I don't know what to do." And Uh, my, my, my Dominique, my doula Dominique says, don't worry about it. I'm coming right now. And she's like, I'm here.
1: It's a beautiful trio that we can, uh, uh, create between the mother uh, or the mom to be the husband or the partner and the doula. Yes. Because, uh, no one will know better, uh, what is best for, or, uh, no one can guide you better in, during childbirth hmm. than a doula yes however no one even the doula she doesn't know you she doesn't love you yes. as your partner yes right? and your partner will also be a key on say okay i need to touch her this way i need to tell yep. her these words yes and he or she wh- wh- whoever's your partner will have the support of the doula that says do this support this way and also they feel like empowered as well knowing that they have a coach behind them saying okay i can do this great right i can support my woman Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. way she needs Uh so it's it's a great combination having your partner and a doula
0: oh it's you couldn't have said it even better like my husband says like that was the best thing that we ever did for our, like our, we've been married for 12 years, we dated for five. Like this was the thing that helped us in our marriage, our connection, you know, after going through so much. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. We're setting up sometimes our spouses for uh, disaster because we're expecting them to go into this, this space that is very female energy, all of that stuff, and just know what to do, right? And to support you the way you need them support. And then they don't do it, and then you're just like, furious. Like, I cannot believe you didn't do this. I cannot believe you didn't know how to do this, and do this, but like a lot of people hear my husband talking about our birthing story, and it's his birthing story too, and he told exactly. it. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. And when he's talking about it, He's like, you know, I'm almost in tears every single time because I was a part of something that was so like, undescribable. Like, I cannot tell you. And our doula was there, like she started to recognize his body language and she was like, hey, go and sleep for a couple hours. I'm gonna wow. stay up with her and then we'll switch off and then we'll do this. And then you can go and do that. Go over there and hug her. It's okay. It's safe. You you know, she's not, she's, you know, she had to reassure him because he didn't know what he was seeing. And we had watched, you know, birthing videos and, you know, did the Lamaze classes. And then yeah. we were meeting with our doula, like basically every week. These are the things that really like were mind blowing. For us to realize, like, no, the reason why we needed her is because we didn't know each other in this, this, um, in this arena. Like, even us, like, massaging each other and touching each other, like, that was weird because, like, we realized, like, oh, we don't actually take time to massage each other. Like, let me massage Hello. you. Like, <laughs> we just don't do that, you know. And yeah. so when he, we have to be intimate to the point where, hey, I have to lotion your feet because you're so big, you can't lotion your own feet. And we need to make sure that your, you know, your blood flow is good in your body. And like, this was a true experience that was developed and really nurtured by my doula to help us get to that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the doula will be a key to try to create this intimate uh, environment in a very invaded, uh, space which yeah. is the hospital that you are have interventions every hour yes but the doula is trying to protect this space where you guys can connect and help not only you but also the the partner yes which is amazing and at the end what what is uh, remaining in your memory The good experience that's yeah. what we want
0: yes right? yes 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 Dolce, what's the one last thing you want our listeners to hear before we end this podcast?
1: I think that it would be nice for them to be open to break the pattern of how they've learned that is the baby world. If you are Mm -hmm. pregnant or you're um, having uh, or planning to have a baby, be open to learn different way of having a baby. Yeah. and dig deeper, don't go just in the surface. We are in a society where we want the fast food, no pain, fast and, and without effort. Yeah. But the things that are worth, that are valuable in our world, if we take the time to look for different houses before buying one or different cars before buying one, we take the effort, the yeah. time, the investment. Why we don't take the same effort, time and investment to be ready to receive a member of our family,
2: wow. to be
1: surrounded with the best team that will give my baby the best welcome. <sighs> that is what I would like to say.
0: Oh my goodness. Y'all, this has been so good. <laughs> I, I'm just loving this conversation because it's so real. And I think there needs to come a time where you can access something that is just real. It is just raw and it's helping you to understand what is going on in our world and how can we make effective change in our communities. Dolce, where can people find you? If they were like, I need to talk to Dolce right, right now, uh-huh. what, where can they find you?
1: Oh, well, I'm, I'm so thrilled to, to talk with all of them. uh, I have my Instagram page uh, as iktanbirth, I-K-T-A-N, birth, all together, uh, where you can find different tips. I uh, post in Spanish and and English, and also I teach prenatal classes uh, online, so so we can connect this way. Uh, You guys will be prepared because I don't speak about like whatever you can reach in in, in internet mm-hmm. i talk about the things that nobody tells you mm-hmm. what will you feel the demons that you will face the fears the um how you can adapt to the new routine with and how you can baby prove your relationship so we focus on that so when the baby is coming and uh, especially parents that dads are more like oh remember Dolce told us that you need to let me be the dad <laughs> right <laughs> and it's amazing so I really invite uh, I would love to have you all and and it's only three weeks two classes per week so it's Lovely. not like a long commitment but it's a, a life change game here oh. yeah to take the uh, uh, print class
0: Yeah. Don't worry, if you're driving, all of the information will be right below this podcast series, you guys. Um, Dolce, I'm sending you so many hugs right now. Ah, I just yeah. love you and adore you. And I know this will not be the last time we do work together, so. <laughs>
1: I'm so glad. Thank you so much for your invitation. And I'm uh, super excited to keep talking. There's so yes. much to, to share. And if we can change the world, they say, uh, uh, Michel Audant, uh, a beautiful uh, OB from France, they say, he said, in order to change the world, we need to change the way we are born. Mm. So we start, we need to start from there. (laughs) So let's do, let's make that change. Let's make that change.
0: Let's make that change.
1: One baby at a time.
0: (laughs) One baby at a time. I know that's right. (laughs) Guys, so without further ado, thank you so much for listening. You guys, I'm sending you all the strength and love today. Send someone something that is going to speed their mind, their soul, their spirit. Don't send them candy and flowers. Send them a podcast and let them know that you see them, you hear them, and you love them. And until next time, you guys, see you later. Bye.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Girl, Get a Doula. I know that these conversations are jam packed and many of you are wondering, why did she do this? Why do we need this podcast? We are looking to highlight some of the best doulas out there that are all over the world and they are helping people in unique ways. We want to bring those support systems, ideas and concepts to you so that you can learn about how you or someone that you love can be supported in a time of need. So many of us are in dark spots in our lives and sometimes we can just come right out of them and move on. But there are many of us that get stuck. We want to help many people get unstuck and find support in unique ways. We want to thank you so much for listening. We are not experts in birth and we're not experts in mourning and grief, but we are out here finding those that are, and we are bringing them right to the foot of your doorstep. I want to thank you so much for listening to Girl Get a Doula. Please keep your eye open for our ebook that is coming out that's featuring all of these amazing doulas that have been a part of this wonderful podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And see you soon.